Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Talking Blues Podcast. I'm Josh and I'm joined by my co-host Alex. We are here today to discuss the Euros round of 16, recap that, preview the quarterfinals, right? It's the quarterfinals um, of the Euros coming up tomorrow or today when you're listening to this is the first um, of the eight teams that are left. And Peter's not joining us on today's episode. I think that's already apparent by by me saying uh, Alex and I on this podcast. So... He wrote some stuff down. Alex will talk about some players and, um, you know, he was able to, to get his thoughts out that way. But I guess we should talk about the, there's not really so much Chelsea news. Obviously, Declan Rice has been a big thing, uh, which I feel like Declan Rice has been talked about for the past year when it comes to Chelsea. But obviously, um, there's a new thing now with Chelsea being a team that, uh, you know, could have interest in Rice. I think they do have interest, but now I've, I think it's, Declan Rice opened up to Manchester United and Chelsea uh, of bidding for him this summer. I believe is the the news that has come out. Alex can you know confirm or deny what I what I'm saying here, but that's what I heard. Alex, how are you? I'm doing good. I mean, today uh, Thursday evening we're recording this. It's been a busy day in football. I mean, um, the Premier League just announced that they're going to be having full stadiums, full capacity when the season starts back up in August, which is going to be really cool. Um, obviously, the news of Sergio Ramos came out today. Him, uh, you know, he's leaving Real Madrid, which we knew a few days ago, but he is joining Paris Saint-Germain, uh, and he'll be, you know, joining that team, which has brought in a lot of people uh, this window, including Hakimi. Uh, as well, who was one of the Chelsea targets or supposed targets. Um, but yeah, besides that, Chelsea-specific news, not so much, but a lot going on. You know, funny enough, Messi is currently a free agent. Cristiano Ronaldo, and you know, there's some rumors that he may be trying to move elsewhere. Messi is expected to resign. Uh, I know everyone's joking about that. Anybody could sign Messi right now, which, you know, is true, but uh, probably won't happen. But Going back to the Euros, I mean, it was a really good time in the round of 16, uh, and Josh will go through the uh, the results, and then we'll talk about it some more. 
Yeah, I'll break down the score lines and then Alex can give you some more in-depth analysis on the games themselves. And um, let's start out with uh, Denmark, uh, Denmark, Wales. Um, let's just say I, I talked a little too much uh, positivity towards Wales. It was kind of a joke. It was basically a joke. I mean, kind of just to not go on the same side as Alex and Peter. Don't try to butt your way out of this, Josh. You need to take full responsibility. Alex, you know that was clearly a joke. Come on. You cannot. I was trying to stay on the opposite side of you and Peter. That was all. But I did also think that you predicting Turkey and them completely failing, both of you being like, ooh, sleeping on Turkey much, um, that didn't really work out for you guys. So I was just throwing it out that Wales was able to advance, and you didn't. I don't think either of you had them advancing. Fine. We're even. Fine. We're even. We're even. So a little bit of a joke. Not really. I don't know. But yeah, they, they got... They got their um, themselves handed to them. Their asses handed to them, basically, is what I was is what I was referring to. I didn't know if I was going to say it or not, but anyway, they got their asses handed to them with a four nil win uh, for Denmark. And I have seen the memes, the TikToks, the tweets that um, Braithwaite has more goals than Kylian Mbappe in this whole uh, tournament. I know that was a big thing, obviously, and we'll talk about Mbappe a little bit later. I'm sure Alex would love to go into that. The two one. Uh, victory for Italy, which actually came down to extra time. These, ma- I mean, we were going through them a little prior to recording, and Alex said basically all of these matches were what we wanted, and that was very good, enjoyable football, uh, and I feel like that's what the Euros brings. So, yeah, 2-1 victory for Italy in extra time. We have Czech Republic beating Netherlands um, 2-0. The Belgian-Portugal match, uh, 1-0 win with the goal from Hazard in the 42nd minute. Croatia, Spain, which was the high scoring. That probably was my favorite just because I know I really, as Alex knows, um, there are some points in football where if it's like the major defensive games that we see in the Premier League, uh, you know, all the time, the nil-nil draws. I'm not a huge fan of like, there's no no shots on target, no attacking down the field. It's just kind of both teams playing fully defensive and then it's just the midfielders or the center backs passing in the midfield area of the pitch where I feel like, you know, it's, it's very spaced out because these are the best players in Europe that we're seeing that you kind of can't be fully attack, you know, fully defending here that there's going to be someone always trying to attack you because these are really great players. And I feel like that was shown in this really big attacking match that I very much enjoyed the five, three win for Spain. Um, it was, I forget how the goals lined up. I know Croatia scored first, right? It was the own goal. Uh, but that was from Pedri. Then there was 1-1. You had Asby grabbing a goal in there as well. 2-1, 3-1, then 3-2. Um, then 3-3, right? I remember, yes, going to extra time at 3-3 was... that. Yeah, that was a great match to watch. Um, and then Morata broke that, obviously, in extra time. So 5-3 win for Spain. The Switzerland-France match. I'll, I'll let Alex, you know, get into it more. But a, another great match to watch, obviously. France, the big favorites in that. And they were losing for a good amount of time uh, before Benzema basically clutched up, scored them two goals in two minutes. And it came down to a penalty missed by Kylian Mbappe, who did not have the best game. You had England-Germany, the 2-0 win, and Harry Kane finally getting on the board. And apparently even (laughs) Boris Johnson is happy about that one. Um, And then obviously... 
the Sweden-Ukraine match 2-1 final there. Alex, have you seen the clip with Boris Johnson? I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. Yes, I have seen the clip of Boris Johnson. He's like, he finally scored! Um, I, sorry for my British accent there, but I had to do it. Otherwise, it's just not as good. Um, and yeah, so he also knew that Harry Kane hadn't scored in a while. So it was kind of funny uh, piece of uh, comedy there from Boris Johnson. Um, going into the games, Wales, Denmark, I mean, it was just a blowout. You know, like Denmark just absolutely outclassed Wales all over the pitch. Uh, you know, Wales obviously getting the red card at the very end. Kasper Dolberg was very good up front for Denmark. They didn't have Yusuf Paulsen, um, but Dolberg did extremely well, and he's definitely one of these performers from the Euros that's going to get a little bit jump in popularity. Uh, his brace was very important for that Danish win. Um, and moving on to the next one here, Italy-Austria. You know, it was a tightish game. You know, Italy always looked like the favorites even before, even after it went to extra time. Italy scoring twice in extra time, and then Austria pulling one back. You maybe think they might get another one, but Italy were calm and composed and able to uh, hold on to that 2-1 advantage. Netherlands-Czech Republic, obviously this is a big game. 2-0 to the Czech Republic. Obviously the 55th minute red card to Matthias Delict um, didn't help them. Amazing pronunciation, by the way. I know, you know, don't, don't worry about it. Um, Patrick Schick and Thomas Holes uh, getting on the board uh, for the Czech Republic. And, you know, Patrick Sheik right now is looking like the favorite um, to win the golden ball um, for the Euros. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo is the leader, but obviously he is eliminated. And the Czech Republic do have a winnable matchup against Denmark, so they could see themselves uh, advancing to the semifinals. Um, that was a, you know, big match for the Netherlands that lost. Their coach resigned due to that loss. Uh, so we'll have to see what happens with that. Belgium, Portugal, in general, wasn't the most exciting game, uh, but it was definitely a solid game, and Belgium were able to come up on top. Not Eden Hazard, but Thorgan Hazard with the goal, um, and disappointing for Portugal, obviously, the previous winners. I should have been specific with that. I also want to get into some other, the the Gareth Bale, obviously, the press conference as well. Um, <laughs> him, was that, I think it was Gareth Bale, right? Walking off the, the stage after the press conference, the reporters pretty bad timing obviously you want to get a player's main reaction right after a heartbreaking loss and um he didn't take too well if you haven't seen the clip it, it was a reporter basically just saying hey you know gareth is this going to be your last game today uh you know ever playing for for croatia and um but not croatia sorry <laughs> wales <Well. laughs> for wales thank you sorry um i'm i'm thinking yeah, so it was for Wales and I think Gareth Bale. I saw the clip. I didn't watch the full thing there, but yeah. No, but the I'm I'm talking about the player on Croatia who I mix him up with. Gareth Bale. No, it, it completely different players, but obviously like a. <laughs> I'm trying to think. Is there anyone who sounds like Bale on Croatia? No, like not sounds like. Just who who's like older in his career. Modric. Okay, I, that's a very weird comparison, but I'll. I'll it's uh... not. It's not in the way of like the how they play or anything of similar name. It, it was just you know two players that I know have been on both of their teams for a long time. Does that make any sense? Yes, I understand. All right. Sorry, I just made myself sound really bad. But anyway, um, yeah, the Twitter clip of Gareth Bale was the reporter saying, "Is this the last match that we'll see you play for Wales?" Obviously, late in Bale's career at this point, and he just full on walked off the stage. He that that was it of the press conference. Um, 
So that, that was what I was referencing. Sorry, Alex, continue. Um, Croatia, Spain, like you mentioned, Unai Simon, I mean, it wasn't really Pedri's own goal. I mean, that was just shocking from him in a major tournament like this. Um, but obviously they were able to come back. Spain looked good. Sarabia, Azpi scoring goal for Spain, which was nice to see. Uh, Ferran Torres. And then Croatia, down 3-1, 85th minute, comeback, score two goals. Orsic, Palasic, uh, Pasalic. Don't don't ask me about these pronunciations. I already got Mateus Delict down perfect. So, um, yeah, I, I even did the little emphasis on the Delict part. So I, I was very happy about that. Um, and then going into extra time, Murata finally scored. The memes are over. Not really, of course. Um, and Oryazabal or uh, for Spain as well. Another tough name to pronounce. But he scored in the 103rd minute to seal the game for Croy- uh, for Spain. And that was another really good game, uh, if you watch that. France-Switzerland, I mean, this was a disastrous game for France. Uh, obviously, they're down early in the 15th minute. Sefrovic with his, the first of two goals. Benzema strikes back with two goals. Um, and in within two minutes, like you mentioned, Josh. Paul Pogba ends up scoring. Then another meme produces itself because Paul Pogba does, does I believe, five celebrations for one goal. Um, he does like uh, he does like the Kylian Mbappe like arms cross celebration, and then he does some other ball celebration, and then he does like a handshake celebration, and then he does like a dance. There's like five celebrations for one goal. To be fair, it was a very good goal, but did it merit five celebrations? And of course, due to the result at the end, he was clowned about it for quite a while, uh, and then. Sefrovic again scored to make it 3-2, and then uh, Gavranovic, who came on late, scored the 90 in the 90th minute to tie the game and send it to extra time. And then extra time would pass through, nothing would happen. Penalties, Switzerland advanced 5-4 on penalties. Kylian Mbappe misses his penalty, uh, his last penalty there, or doesn't miss. Jan Sommer saves it, um, but definitely could have been a better penalty from Mbappe. And you talked about memes about, you know, Alvaro or Morata. Go from one meme to another to another. Murata to Paul Pogba memes to now Kylian Mbappe memes. Obviously, no goals and struggled throughout the... He had no goals in this tournament, right? In the Euros, I believe. Um, and struggled throughout the tournament. Also had two shots. One, I think, coming in extra time. And one uh, in normal... The normal, you know, first 90 minutes uh, that he did, in fact, miss. And they were wide misses, too. Uh, I think it was the one closer to the penalties in extra time where he just missed the net wide. Just He did not look good this game, and he was obviously the first one to crack. Probably the youngest of the bunch um, who were shooting penalties, to be honest, but that doesn't make an excuse if you're killing Mbappe and you know, you're know you received as one of the best, if not the best players in the world when it comes to football. You should be making that. Uh, but one thing I would like to say, you, know, you mentioned memes with Paul Pogba. You know, watching that guy shoot... Um, is something I love seeing all the time. I think it was Patricio in the final match day um, that stopped him from having one of, you know, a really nice goal and a highlight real goal. I think that's who it was, right? I'm from Portugal in that final match day. Um, but he was able to get a scorcher in this in this match. He's just a great scorer, um, especially from outside the box. Just looking how he shoots the ball, I really enjoyed it. Yes, I know I'm giving a player who's on Manchester United some credit here. Chelsea fans aren't going to really want to hear that, but I don't know. I just... I have some some kind of con, con, not connection, but some liking towards Paul Pogba uh, and his marvelous goals. Do we talk about the penalties at all here, Alex? I know we got to finish up, but this is you know probably the biggest match that everyone 
watched and coming down to the end of it, I feel like we should talk about a little bit or give it some highlights uh, before we kind of move on. Or what do you want to do? You want to move, you know, finish everything else? Well, I want to talk about Pogba real quick. He's a completely different player for Manchester United than he is for France. He's scoring bangers left and right for France, uh, even some for Man United. He's a scorer of very nice goals, uh, as I like to put it. But yeah, he's a completely different player for France. Some say, you know, it's just, you know, he likes playing for France more. I think it's actually something completely different. I think it's because he has N'Golo Kante right next to him. He has the freedom to go forward, and he is able to take advantage of that. Um, for the penalties, uh, for Switzerland, all of their penalties were converted. Uh, they had Gavranovic, uh, Fabian Schar, Akanji, the center back from Dortmund, Ruben Vargas, and Mendy uh, pulling through for them to score all uh, all five of their penalties. Paul Pogba takes one for France. He made it. Olivier Giroud takes one for France. He makes it. Marcos Thuram make, takes one for France, and he makes it. Kimpembe steps up for France, and he makes it. But Kylian Mbappe, like we've talked about about five times now, misses his penalty, uh, the fifth one, and that sends France home uh, and Switzerland advance to the quarterfinals. Yeah, I mean, I guess we just we can just mention how – yeah, again, Paul Pogba, banger. And he, he did take a long time for that penalty. Um, and, you know, the announcer, I think, just, you know, uh, I forget who, who it was that was doing that game, but just said, Pogba taking his time. Pogba taking all of his time after, like, five seconds went by. Go ahead. Yeah, Pogba, if you watch the NBA, he's pretty much like the Giannis of uh, taking a penalty kick. Um, you know, Giannis Antetokounmpo, famous for his long throw, uh, free throws. But, yeah, very similar to that. Um, if I mean, besides that, I think let's go to the final two games now. Um, England, Germany. <sighs> England won, and they were very, very, very happy about it. Goals from Sterling and Harry Kane uh, will send them through. Thomas Muller having a tremendous chance in the 76th minute uh, where he is wide open through on goal, and uh, nothing Pick- Pickford could do about it, but he just slots it wide left. Very bad miss. That equalizes it at the time. That means that they don't have to push forward as much. Harry Kane most likely doesn't score in the 86th minute, and the game uh, is fully back on. But England deserved to win. They were the better team. Uh, it's disappoint- You know, it's kind of disappointing considering there was more German players from Chelsea out there. Timo Werner getting the start in the game, which was uh, big news to begin with uh, from Yogi Love. In his final match, deciding to bench uh, Serge Gnabry and start... Timo Werner and Timo Werner did not play well. Kai Havertz had a very excellent game as well. He's really maturing throughout these Euros and he's just getting better and better. So I'm really excited to see what he can do with Chelsea next season. But maybe it's coming home. Who knows? Maybe it's coming home. They have an easy path or on paper easy path. Um, Ukraine up next. Uh, obviously, the final game, we're going to talk about it right now Ukraine, Sweden. I was disappointed. I kind of really wanted to see Sweden go through. Uh, I really like Alexander Isak. Um, Forsberg, a really key player for Sweden, scoring again. Um, Zinchenko scoring for Ukraine. And in the 121st minute in extra time, Ukraine scores the winner. I'm not going to try to pronounce the name. Don't worry about it. Um, But they score to move on. Uh, And it was a very good game. Uh, I watched most of it, and uh, it was definitely enjoyable. You know, maybe not the cool, uh, maybe not the most interesting game on paper, but very interesting. It was a very fun, fast flowing match. Uh, you know, more less towards the end, obviously, as players got tired. But Sweden also getting a red card in o- extra time 
uh, which did affect the result. Um, but for the quarterfinals, the games will be Switzerland-Spain, which will be today when you're listening to this, uh, 12 p.m. Eastern time. Belgium-Italy will also be today, uh 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And then on Saturday, 12 p.m., Czech Republic, Denmark, and at 3 p.m., Ukraine, England. Um, So very fun next couple days of football uh, for us. So I'm excited. Before we get into who we're going to make our predictions on who wins, oh, Josh has something quick before I go. No, I was just going to say, well, I wanted to just finish out the Euros with the Sweden-Ukraine. Um, I think. Are you talking about the last the goal scorer for Ukraine? The you couldn't. No, it wasn't even that hard of a pronunciation. It's uh, try it's it. Art- Dolvbike. Dolvbike. You think it's Dolv? I was gonna say Artem Dolvbik. 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 I don't really know how Ukrainians pronounce their names, so I. That is also to- true. I do want to talk about what was that Zinchenko's goal? That was just right. Yeah. That was a dagger. Um, nothing the goalie could do about that. Um, but yeah, obviously it was cool. I know you wanted to see Sweden move through. I mean, there wasn't really any, I, I think it was just fun for me to watch a match cause I had no connection to either team. So just watching the, you know, no, I didn't football. really have a connection. I would just say I was slightly rooting for a certain player. That was really it. Okay. All right. Fine. So, <laughs> I mean, I mean uh, Isak, right? That's your, yes. That's who you're talking yes. about. Okay. Well, yeah. You, Alex was mentioning the, Chelsea player ratings that we did in January uh, around the midseason mark, and now we're talking about it a little late, but you know, it is what it is. We we got content for the off season, so. Oh. And before that, we obviously have the predictions for the quarterfinal <laughs> game, um, and Peter obviously has sent over his predictions for who's going to win. Well, there's only four games. We'll just all list our winners, um, and uh, right now, and then we'll move on to the Chelsea player ratings. Then we'll do half of the player ratings with. Uh, without Peter, and then we'll do half of them with him. We'll do the exciting parts with him, midfielder, attacker, uh, in next episode, and then de- goalkeepers, defenders in this episode. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm having a, I am was having a hard yeah. time following, but you're talking about... Okay, so I think we should all do predictions for the game. Yeah, right? so I'm just going to run through Peter's, then I'll do mine, and then we'll go to Josh. So uh, Peter in Switzerland, Spain, he has Spain, Italy, Belgium, he has Italy, Denmark, Czech Republic, he has Denmark, and Ukraine, England, for those who think it's coming home, Peter does not think it's coming home. He has Ukraine winning that game. Uh, so those are his predictions. For me, I'm going to go Spain against Switzerland. I think they pull through. I think Belgium beats Italy. I think the Czech Republic beats Denmark. And I think England beat Ukraine. Those are my predictions. Yeah, I feel like, well, I feel like Peter is very high in Italy, right? I, I think he had them winning it all. That's one. Two, you know, going back on his predictions. I remember as well, he said in the you know round of 16 that he always thinks England chokes at one point. And I feel like this is definitely where he chooses it, where he has Ukraine beating England. That's, I feel like, a big one. So my predictions, though, because you know I can't comment on Peters all day, Spain, I think, do beat Switzerland. I, I feel like I doubted Spain a little bit too much. And, um, you know, their match, they performance their match days i should say plural performance uh what you know wasn't too good they were able to pull it out in match day three but i guess that doesn't matter anymore right this is the round of 16 i should have kind of figured that out by then and said they're about to click um which they did and we saw with five goals on the board and now we're here at the quarterfinals so i think they win i think belgium beat italy i feel like belgium is just too good too explosive i think 
Uh, Romelu Lukaku is just going to get another goal. And then you have the Czech Republic-Denmark match. I think I doubted Denmark too much against Wales, so I have them uh, moving on. And then Ukraine-England, I think England will be able to pull it out. And speaking on England for one one more second, um, I think Sterling has really proven his role in the team. I know, Alex, remember, I feel like we kind of forgot going into the, the you know, who would make the, the team that people didn't even want Sterling because he was in such a funk uh, and he had a really bad game in the UEFA Champions League. And he's really stepped in, I think, nailed in three goals in this tournament so far and has looked really good on the pitch. So I feel like that's something that not a lot of people have touched on, um, that he's kind of really regained England's uh, trust. And, you know, he looks like the player he once was for Manchester City. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, he's been important to the side. Jack Grealish, when he came on, looked very good for England as well. And in general, you know, I'm kind of sad that we didn't see many of the Chelsea boys. You know, Reese James looked like he may have came in, uh, may uh, could have come in at a certain point. They decide to opt with Trippier. Um, but, you know, Mason Mount, obviously, and Ben Chilwell with the COVID situation. Not that I think Ben Chilwell would start. But I'm hoping Mason Mount gets his return against the uh, Ukraine um, because, you know, I just want to see him succeed, basically. Um, in terms of Chelsea now, we're going to do the player rankings. If you remember from the mid-season episode, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to review the, you know, the the um, the rules again, I guess. Tears. So The tiers, the tiers. Yeah, that's a better way. I was, I was blanking for the word for a second. So the tiers we're going to have is great, above expected, average, below expectations, and awful um, so each person, each, each player is going to be slotted into the tier uh, that we select. We're doing goalkeepers and defenders today. Next episode will be midfielders and attackers with Peter, uh, assuming that he returns, which we hope he will, uh, think he will. So I don't know how we're going to do this exactly. So I, I think we start with the goalkeepers, right? We're not going to start with the defenders. Let's get goalkeepers out of the way. Let's do the two irrelevant goalkeepers first. Um, I'm going to go... Willie Caballero, I'm going to put him in average because he didn't really play much, but, you know, he de- he deserves to go in average because what he didn't he had no expectations to do anything. Um, so I'm going to have him in average and Kepa, I mean, below expectations again because we're talking about the whole season, right? We're not talking about just the past season. I know, I know right now we're thinking about the Thomas Tuchel era and everything like that, but this is for the whole season, right? So Kepa still below expectations. Um, and that's my two for them, and that's uh, where I'll have them. So you just said Caballero and Kepa. Um, I guess I'll do the same, obviously. So, Alex, in your player rankings, ratings, whatever you want to call it, I think we call it ratings, right? Player tiers, whatever it was. Okay. You had Caballero on below expectations, so interesting that you put him as average. Peter and I had him in awful. And to end the season, just because I'm so happy that we won the Champions League, I'll just throw him an average, because why not? Um, to, to be honest, that's that's where he should go. He didn't play much, but when he did play, he did not play well. But whatever, we're Champions League winners. He was on the squad. I'll give it to him. And then Keppa, Alex. Uh, speaking of Keppa, I'm just trying to find where you put him. I think you probably put him in. Was that where he was somewhat good at that point? Or was he just average? Let's see. Uh, Kepa looking at this. I mean, I'll just say where I had him. I, you know, he was our FA Cup keeper basically, and he did well in that position. So I had Kepa in in 
not above expectations because he should be much better than he is with how much he's getting paid average, I'll say, for Keppa. We all had him an awful. I wonder if when he came in at that point in January that he was just so bad because it was the second half of the season, um, you know, that that Keppa kind of stepped in and was a better keeper in the FA Cup. So I don't know. Um, but for, for those two, that's where we have them both an average, Keppa and Caballero. Next player, Edward Mendy. Let's see. I think Peter was the only one that had him in great this past season in the midseason. Both you and me, Alex, we had him in above expectations. I think we all have him in in great. I mean, that's where I have to have him after this season. He was just unbelievable in that. Uh, and you saw, I, I rewatched actually the end of the Champions League final the other day. And just to see his pure reaction, um, just I think going down to his knees right after they won, um, you know, taking his his own time to to reflect, I think was super cool to watch and he deserved it. So great for for Mendy this past season. Yeah, Mendy is great for me as well. He was sensational uh, throughout the Champions League run, even after Tuchel got there. So I'm going to have him in great as well. Um, Going to the defenders now. I'm going to go two at a time with the defenders so we're not here all day. Tony Rudiger, Marcus Alonso, those are the two I'm going to start with. I think Tony Rudiger is going to go in great. I think, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to do, he's going to go in above expected for me. I'm going to put him in above expected because I keep getting carried away with the, you know, recency bias, right? We got to, we're doing the whole season. We got to take it all into account. I wouldn't say he's been average. I think he was below expectations at the beginning of the season. I think he would, I think he's been great recently. I'm going to put him in the middle and above expected. He's been very solid, though, uh, for this Chelsea team. So I'm going to put him in above expected. Tony Rudiger there. Marcus Alonso, I'm going to put in average. I don't think he really, you know, did anything crazy. I don't think he did anything terrible. I'm going to put him in average. He was better in the second half of the season. He was worse in the beginning. So I'll keep him in average there. Okay, so Rudiger, same thing, Alex. Above expectations. And Alonso. Right, was your next one. I have him as average as well. The next two, Christensen and Thiago Silva. So Andreas Christensen obviously was in and out of the squad throughout the entire year. We thought he was going to be really bad. Turns out he was, you know, he was pretty good. Was in the starting rotation for most of the season and kind of towards the end was creeping out and then getting put in with Zuma and Rudiger. So... I think Andreas Christensen was definitely above my expectations throughout this season, and he surpassed them, so above expected for Christensen. For Silva, I mean, come on. I think we all had him in great back in January. I'll just have to see. Uh, Let's see. We did not? There is no. Okay, we all three had him in great, and he still has been great this entire season. So Silva in great and above expected for Christensen. Yeah, I completely agree with both of those. So for Christensen, I agree above expected. Could say great, but you have to remember, beginning of the season, he was very sloppy. So you have to keep that into account. Silva has been great throughout the entire season. He struggled with injury a bit, but that doesn't take away from the fact that he was so solid this season. Uh, and it's great that we'll have him back next year as well. Tiago Silva in great for me. And Christensen, I still remember that uh, red oh, card God. and... That awful Liverpool loss. I still remember that in the second game uh, after Brighton. We almost, uh, no, we did not lose to Brighton. But they, I remember they scored a goal on us, Brighton. But yeah, yeah. That, 
that Liverpool loss was like a really bad start to the season. But anyway, yeah, I just remember him completely tackling like he was in the NFL. Um, Fikayo Tomori we're not going to do because he's only been here for half the season. Kurt Zuma, Ben Chilwell. So Kurt Zuma, for me, he was very good at the beginning of the season. He has been, I think he's been average since Tuchel has gotten here. I think he was a great in the beginning. So I'm going to put him in above expected. Um, so that's where I'm going to have Kurt Zuma there. Uh, for me, Ben Chilwell is a difficult one. I think he's between average and above expected. You know, for what we paid for him, I would say... You know, he was expected to be good. I think at the beginning of the season, he struggled a little, or he started off well, and then he had a little bit of a piece of struggle. He came back into the side. I'm going to keep him in above expected, um, but he's a close one there between above expected and average. He's been solid. I think if there was a solid category, that's where he would be. So Chilwell on average and Zuma on above expected. Um, Okay, okay. Yeah, Zuma on above expected, I agree with. Yeah, Chilwell, I, I wanted to actually see a little bit more goal scoring from Ben Chilwell. I feel like we saw him as a, as a big attacking weapon. Obviously, in the Tuchel system in the second half of the year, you know, that that's what Tuchel's main thing was, was defense, stay in the back, you know, but we did have the wing back system. I don't know. I felt like we, I, I think with, with Ben Chilwell, we were, you know, hoping for him to score more goals. That didn't really happen. I, I mean, is it just me, Alex? I don't know, but... Ben Chilwell, average, and then let's see, we got Reese James. Above expected for Reese James. Was Reese James great this season? I don't know, because there was like a few times. Hmm. We won the Champions League. Reese James is great. Um, that that's how my logic, you know, takes it. So Reese James is great. Asby. Aspie. I think I said Asby. Aspie probably above expected. Just because I know there were some moments that we were like, he's not, you know, f- you know, fully functional where we want James starting. And that was like a big thing. But I, I, I would say above expected, then race James, uh, I say, has been great this season. I feel like Alex might agree on the Asby thing because I know his his love for Asby since he's been with Chelsea for a while. But go ahead. I'm going to I'm going to flip flop right on what you did. Actually, I'm going to put Aspie in great. I think ever since Tuchel came in, he was great over-the-top great. I think, you know, even under Lampard, he was not terrible, and I thought he still gave valuable leadership, and I think he was a very solid player. I mean, for what he's done for this team, I just can't put him anywhere besides great. What he's done off the pitch, on the pitch, I think it's just tremendous from Aspie. He captained this side, uh, so I'm going to keep him in great. Reese James, I think, is very close between above expected and great, Um, but I don't think Reese James is a great defender yet. Uh, he's getting up there. He's great going forward. I think he's a very solid defender, but I don't think he's a solid. Uh, I don't think he's a great defender yet. So that's where I'm looking for improvement. Uh, he did improve drastically. I'd say he was a poor defender in the beginning of the season. He has improved to a solid defender. I'm hoping he becomes great next season. Uh, maybe Tuchel implements him at that right center back role more, and that will definitely help with that. Um, but yeah, I'm going to have him in above expected. Next player here. All right, so we've got Emerson, and Emerson's the last one, actually, it looks like, right? So Emerson is the last one here. Emerson has been average. He scored that really nice goal in the Atletico Madrid game. Besides that, he has done nothing. I'll put him in average. He would have gone in. I mean, he can't go anywhere besides average, let's be honest. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Alex. I mean, nothing too crazy from Emerson this year, obviously, 
he's leaving right this summer, so we're we're expecting him to leave, and whatever he'll be off on his new ways. I'm not too upset about it. But average year from Palmieri uh, this past season. I'm looking back and let's see, did we have him? In that? Yep, all three of us had him an average in the midseason. So obviously didn't do anything too crazy to improve his his stature there. Alex, any final thoughts before we move on? Obviously, like Alex mentioned earlier, midfielders, forwards with Peter next week. No, nothing much more. I'm excited for the Euros tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. I'll be watching all the games uh, in full, hopefully, uh, assuming that nothing comes up. But yeah, I'm very excited for the games tomorrow. 3 p.m. tomorrow, I'm very excited for Belgium, Italy. I think Spain, Switzerland will be a solid game as well. So I hope everyone else enjoys their uh, viewing of the Euros. And obviously, Copa America to the quarterfinals are this weekend, uh, tomorrow or tonight, and uh, and uh, Saturday night, I guess. Um, and it's nice how the Euros are kind of more in the afternoon and then Copa America is at night. Um, but, you know, Copa America, the knockout stages definitely get much more interesting. So I'm excited for that as well. Uh, so for whatever you're watching, hope you enjoy um and uh yeah it's just a really fun time in football and obviously all the transfer news are starting to come out as well as these major international competitions are slowly coming to a close um and yeah i'm excited for the midfielders and forwards next week with peter hopefully we have a uh, some chelsea transfer news i'm getting so excited i'm talking like a million miles an hour um but yeah that's all for me well, it's not so good, Alex, if you have work during the day, which is the, the but I'm taping them. I'm going to be taping the games of 12 and 3. When is your shift ending? Because I got to ask you now, how are you able to? Well, I, I end at 12, so I'm I'm good because I work the mornings. So right. I can, well, I'll, I'll be running back to the, running back to the house to watch the games. I'll be running. <laughs> you, I mean, you might as well just tape. Oh, no, but you can't even tape the first. Or can you tape from, I don't know if you could tape on the stream i don't know yeah i don't know we'll have to see it's gonna be it's gonna be difficult (laughs) yeah but i'm taping both matches now it's the point of do i turn my phone on and check when i'm heading home i'll be home around 4 30 so the first game will be already completed it'll be like the second half 80th minute of the three o'clock game so i think i think you record and you just i I just phone off all day turn phone on once (laughs) both games are watched I mean, maybe. I don't know. That I mean, you have to do what you have to do, you know? Is the Switzerland-Spain game, do you think, uh, is it going to be enough where I need to turn off my phone for it? Obviously, like, the what I really want to tape, I think, is the Belgium-Italy. I think that's what everyone... I, I think you have to watch one of them, at least, you know? Because you also might want to watch the Copa America games at night, because I think Brazil and uh, Chile are playing. So that's an interesting game, too, but yeah. I'm focused on the Euros right now, Alex. That's the okay, question okay. I asked you. So I'm, <laughs> I'm asking you for preference. And our listeners, you can reach out to, to me on Twitter as well, at Joshua29. Follow me there. Uh, but let me know which one I should do because that's, that's the problem. So I'm asking you, Alex, for your personal opinion, if I, I were to – go ahead. I would keep your phone on for Switzerland, Spain, and try to, you know, while you're working, just kind of sneak the phone out of the pocket. And, you know. well, that's not <laughs> happening. I would get well, – that's the thing. I'm going to get fired if I look at my phone. Fired. That is true. Then he's going to get fired, but – well, I mean, it's either turn the phone on at 4.30 and I will see the final score of the Switzerland-Spain game and then like only look at that. I'll, I'll go on Google and look up Switzerland-Spain. So I see that and I won't see anything and I'll watch it from the start of the, of the Italy-Belgium game. Yeah, I, th- I think that's the solution. Because okay. you, otherwise you'll be watching games till like 10 p.m. I'll be able to fast forward though. I'll probably be going yeah. at like a little maybe, bit. Maybe that's what you do. And you fast forward the Spain 
Or, or you ask your broski over here, who will be watching both games. Yes, I just called myself. Yep, don't worry about it. You ask me which one's the better game after, and I'll tell you which one's the better game to watch. And then you can fast forward through the one. But you won't spoil? I mean, like, how? I will not spoil. You can tell me which game, and I'll be like, first game, second game, third (sighs) game. Okay. You know, I think what's even worse about that is that I'm not even your your brother and we're just friends and you just said broski, which is yeah, already cringe in itself, but it's kind of that now even bad, yeah. it's even now weird that I'm not even your brother. So that's kind of I know. I'm sitting in a very uncomfortable chair right now, so I'm just like <laughs> Okay, Alex is ready to wrap it up, I think. <laughs> I think that's basically what he's saying. I'll figure it out. The only thing is though, is oh. I, I really I need really need to figure out the situation. But by by tomorrow, someone me. send Josh a step by step schedule, and he will uh, tell you. Yeah, and then and then I'll figure it out. Yeah, I don't know because I, I now I'm worried if I turn my phone on, then it'll pop up as a notification because I do have the Euro app and with the notifications on. Um, but I don't know. Whatever, we'll, we'll 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 figure it out. But I'm also a teenager, so I can't go off my phone as you know for like hours on end. I don't that's I already true. I already do that for work from like nine to five. I can't do that for longer than that because I'm watching these. All right, we'll figure it out. <laughs> we got to set the side combos, circle talk, uh, as I like to say. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to the Talking Blues podcast. Please subscribe wherever you're listening. Drop a five star rating and or review, and um, follow Alex on Twitter at anori23. I already said my Twitter at joshola 29 and at Talking Blues Pod on Twitter. Peter will hopefully join us next week as we will talk whatever Chelsea transfer news is out there. Any other, you know, stuff uh, relating to Chelsea in the second half of the mid of the Chelsea. I was about to say mid tier player ratings. It's not mid tier player ratings. Final uh, end of year player ratings, I should say, end of season midfielder and forwards. And then obviously we'll recap and we'll look forward to the semifinals of the Euros. But for that, we'll see you next week uh, and see you next time on the Talking Blues podcast. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.